You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I hope you're having a tremendous night wherever you're at, whatever you're doing. I hope you're making money, leaving money, having a good time with your family. Maybe you're leaving your family. Maybe you. I don't know what you're doing. I can go through a, a giant list of what you might be doing. Hopefully, you're not doing something you have no business doing. It's none of my business. I'm going to be here with you for one more hour. I get started 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific every single weeknight. That means Monday through Friday. Here's the deal. I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket, Rocket can. This has been an eventful day. And when I say day, I'm referring to Thursday. I know some of us are, you know, already moved on to Friday morning. But Thursday night football is done. And the New England Patriots, I don't know if they tried to put up a fight. They just don't have enough firepower. They lose to the Buffalo Bills 24 to 10. Buffalo now has a record of 9 and 3. Uh, They are at the top of the AFC East right now. Obviously, uh, the Miami Dolphins were not in action you will be able to see the Miami Dolphins and the Chargers go one-on-one on on Sunday night. If the Dolphins are able to extend their winning streak and pick up another victory, they will then regain their top spot in the AFC East as the Buffalo Bills' first loss of the season came at the hands of the Miami Dolphins. Meanwhile, the New England Patriots, they fall to 6-6. They're the last team in the AFC East. And they are on the outside looking in. No huge shock here if the New England Patriots do not make the playoffs. So obviously we talked about that game tonight. We'll talk more about it as we continue on here in this hour. We talked about Aaron Rodgers. He says, I am going to play against the Chicago Bears this week. We talked about Deshaun Watson. He's going to be back in Houston, Texas as a member of the Browns. And this will probably be the loudest that NRG Stadium has been all season long. We talked about Antonio Brown. I still believe the last I looked, this man has locked himself in his house. He has a warrant out for his arrest stemming from a domestic dispute. It seems that he threw a shoe at his, well, some woman, I believe the mother of his child, last Thanksgiving. And so police are trying to get Antonio Brown out of his house. And then we've talked about LeBron James. And about 24 hours ago, uh, he made comments uh, on Jerry Jones and hypocrisy in the media. Media harping on issues surrounding Kyrie Irving and not necessarily doing the same when it comes down to Jerry Jones. So we have had a lot of individuals on the phones tonight with many opinions of varying opinions. I'm being joined by super producer and host uh, Dave Shepard, hanging out here with me, hanging out with you. And so we're going to take some time to, you know, take more of your calls this hour. We've talked about a lot. So whether you have an opinion on LeBron James or Jerry Jones or Josh Allen or 
uh, Kyler Murray or Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers. Let's just roll. Let's start off right now. If you want to talk to me as well, I'm on social media at JR Sport Brief. 855-212-4CBS. Let's go to Jacksonville, Florida. And let's talk to Jeff. You're on the JR Sport Brief show. What's up, Jeff? How you doing, JR? Good, man. What's up? I know. Okay. Well, I was just going to – I just made up a new stat, and I was going to go through it. No, just kidding. Um, (laughs) Thank you. I – the LeBron thing. See, here's the thing. We all follow LeBron, and whatever people put on social media, that's how people want to be viewed normally. So when we all follow him, we know him for what he puts out. So he's always commenting on football. That was the greatest game ever. He has always a really opinionated comment. So we kind of take those opinions. Like his opinion to him is like that should be like cemented. That's that's definitely the greatest is game because LeBron said. So is when it? we when we I don't know when we see him do that, I think he wants to get a word on everything. But at the same time, it is the past, and Jerry Jones has a right to change, and that might be Jerry Jones's past. Like I like what Dak said today, but Dak's getting paid by him, so of course he's going to say that. <laughs> So, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm, just, I'm stopping for you to say something. I don't know. <laughs> okay. You, you know, here's, here's the thing, Jeff. Nobody is, is perfect. Nobody, right? Nobody. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Jerry Jones isn't perfect. LeBron James isn't perfect. Nobody is perfect. But I think it's, it, it's what we do with what we have in front of us at that moment. And sometimes – We're going to be good or we'll make the right decision. Sometimes we'll make the wrong ones. We're we're human beings. Nobody is perfect. And so Mm -hmm. LeBron James made a statement today, which I I find to be be accurate when it comes down to hypocrisy in the media. And there will be people who will say, oh, well, look at LeBron back when he did at China. That was hypocritical. And I will agree at that time that was wrong. That doesn't mean that everything that LeBron James now says is is hypocritical or his, his opinion or his thought is, is, is not valid. I, I find that to be a lazy for people to, to draw that conclusion. And, and that's the same thing with Jerry Jones. You know, so do when you he, think Jerry changed? I don't, I, I don't know Jerry Jones enough to say he changed. I can tell you what I do know about him publicly. I don't believe I have ever met the man. I think if I have, I would certainly remember it. This is what I think before you, 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 you asked me, do I think he changed? He, I believe, made a mistake. In, in his statement in response to the photo. I don't think he did enough, you know, and that's that's my thought process. I think for someone just to say, oh, well, yeah, I just so happen to be at a, uh, you know, a blockade of black students entering a school in, in Arkansas in 1957, I think yeah. it was it was short-sighted and a potential missed opportunity just to say, yeah, well, um, I didn't know what was going on. I was just there. You know, that's... Well, okay, fine. Well, that that was then. So what is your what is your ultimate thought process? If that was your thought process when you were 14 years old, you're now a grown man. You 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 are an influential human being, influential person. If that was your thought process then, can you clarify what your thought process is now? But there are yeah. too many people around who who kiss his ass. And he doesn't necessarily need to say anything. He, he felt didn't. like he doesn't have to explain himself, even if it's the whole world watching. And well, and he or he still feels that way, and he doesn't. It's you know, behind closed doors. 
It's it's possible. I don't I don't know the man. I can only judge him by a the photo, what he says publicly, how he acts as a person, as a as a manager, as an owner. I certainly remember his response to Colin Kaepernick and his response to, you know, what his players should or should not do as it relates to the national anthem. And I know that that rubbed plenty of people the wrong way. I looked at it and said, oh, wow, that's that's kind of harsh. I think there's a lot of of understanding that gets missed. And I mentioned this last hour, and thank you, Jeff, for calling from Jacksonville. There's empathy that's missed. You know, instead of listening right out of the gate, people want to be offended. People want to be, oh, my God, you you said this about me, and, and, oh, I'm not not like this, or I'm not like that, or I don't believe this, or I don't believe that, instead of listening. You know, damn it, I talk for a living. What a lot of people may not know, if you were to ever to meet me, if you were ever to just to see me, okay, yeah, sure, JR here, he talks here, yeah, yeah. I spend more time paying attention, observing, taking in. When I'm not here on the air, I am taking in, taking in, taking in. I want to listen. I want to learn. Part of what I do right now is to set people up to listen. And sometimes, most times, people give me some some good information, some good thoughts and opinions, because I think it's important to do so. And that's just my position here on air on the radio. How many how many sports radio shows take callers at this rate? How many? I probably take more callers than I I mean, multiple stations combined in a night. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS. Lou is here from Rochester. What's up, Lou? Hey, JR. I hope you're doing well. I, um, I, I, I have a point about Sean McDermott, but first, I think the Dolphins are actually four-point underdogs to the 49ers this week. and then well, That's the, the – they take on the Chargers Sunday night. No, no. The following Sunday they take the Chargers on, which might be an even – sort of game. And oh, then, yeah, you are correct. You are correct. And, that is Sunday. Yeah. You're correct. And then the third, three weeks from now, they're in Buffalo. They'll probably be an underdog, three to six points. But um, I just want to comment. Uh, Herb, uh, Kirk Herbstreet was trying to be laudatory to the Patriots and then uh, maybe, maybe a little bit forced at times. But at the end of the game, he actually made an astute observation, and he said that Sean McDermott really doesn't get enough credit as a pretty good coach. And that that's wow. probably the first time that a um, um, media member has actually expressed that. And being in this area, McDermott actually broke the 17-year drought when he first became coach of the Bills. Right. Yes, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. gonna have them in the playoffs five out of his six well, years. Well, can I can I can I save some time on the the one opinion that that you heard tonight? Sure. I I haven't heard opposite. I haven't heard anyone say that he does not get credit. He's basically been a winner here and helped turn things around with the maturation of Josh Allen. And so Kirk Herbstreet, the guy off the street, your next door neighbor down the street can have an opinion on Sean McDermott and what he has done or not done for the Buffalo Bills. But I think most people accept him as a very good head coach, having led this turnaround. And I don't think it's uh, – I don't think it's some um, – oh, my God, this is some 
some oh out out of the world type thing. The man the man is winning. Yeah, but but he's never mentioned as a possible coach of the year candidate. And well, 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 who like, cares? I mean, let him let him win something first. Okay, well, I mean, but this is let him win. I, I know what I know what happened last year. This is see his his a situation with the Buffalo Bills. They have had a what I will say is a a slow rise over the past few years along with Josh Allen and his improvement from when he came in basically as a raw talent and a raw prospect. I would rather, if I'm a fan of the Bills as you are up in Rochester, and hello to all my friends in Rochester where I was there two weeks ago. Hello. I'm glad I missed the snow. (laughs) I would rather have a team that is close to competing for a championship than worrying about my head coach and how many accolades he receives. Who cares? I suppose you have a point there, but it's disturbing to like hear you know, like stuff with the Eagles coach and the Vikings coach. Nah, who cares? Ca- Nobody. Let me tell you something. I-, I can only speak for myself, and I think I pay enough attention to a lot without having to consume all of it. I don't think, in a general sense, people care about Nick Sirianni. He's done a very good job. He's playing with a, a quarterback who's getting a first shot. I'll put it to you this way, uh, Lou. Everything that I'm bringing you behind the hood at how I look at content creation, whether it's the news or radio show, YouTube, everything is storytelling. Everything. Everything. Some people are good at it. Some are bad at it. When it comes down to producing content, what's more of an interesting story? What's more captivating? Talking about a team that has steadily won over the past four years towards the point of a Super Bowl or a guy who fumbled over his words at his introductory press conference last year and is now winning with a a second-year full-time quarterback who's competing for MVP? All right, well stated. Thank you Uh, for the clarification. Well, thank you, Lou. That's what they, they pay me the money for. I appreciate you, man. I'll talk soon, okay? All right, bye. No doubt about everything. Stories, man. Story. How do you frame it? Speaking of Sean McDermott, <laughs> great cue, a great segue. After tonight's victory, where the Buffalo Bills beat these Patriots twenty-four to ten, Sean McDermott said, "The obvious. This was a good win tonight. Good to get a win. It's a hard place to win against a good football team, uh, well-coached football team." Um, I thought the guys did a really good job of playing complimentary football. Um, impressed by, by the leadership, the character of our football team, uh, and the stretch that we have had over the last three games here. Yeah, like, this, Sean McDermott is a good coach. The team is winning. You don't get stupid instances at the end of the game where you go, oh, my God, he, he's treating us like Nathaniel Hackett. Like, he's a, he's a good coach. Fine. People know it. When you have a winning team, most people will say you are a winning coach. And if you're not, eventually you get exposed. You get put out there. I mean, I feel like a a month ago somebody called up and they're just like, well, Bill Belichick is a, a terrible coach. He, he needed Tom Brady. And, yeah, you're damn right he needed Tom Brady. Bill Belichick has come out of his own damn mouth and said, I don't do anything. I don't win anything if it's not for the players that are here because they're playing not me the players 
And so I don't think it's, you know, some type of Albert Einstein type point to make. Oh, my God. Well, Bill Belichick is not winning without Tom Brady. So in turn, Bill Belichick is, is not as good as, as people hype him up to be. Well, what about the entire environment that he has to manage? Doesn't he, doesn't he have to factor in that? I mean, there's a reason that it's a team, right? Let's just not have a coach. Let's not have a leader. Let's not have someone organize the entire situation. Let's just throw the players out there and have them come up with the plays, have them come up with the strategy. You know what? Let's let the fans treat it like the fan-controlled football league. Let the fans make the decisions and just throw the players out there and let's see how it would end up. Not good. Not good at all. It would be an absolute disaster. 855-212-4CBS. Rick is here from Toronto. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Yeah, thank you for taking me my call again, JR. Uh, sure. I'd like to talk about the LeBron James thing with, about Jerry Jones. I was surprised I saw it today. Um, it, Jerry Jones is getting away with it. I, the reason I think he, um, his complaints were basically about the hiring practices of Afro-Americans um, the tokens from Jimmy Johnson to Mike McCarthy, the nine who were Dallas Cowboy uh, co- head coaches, are all not, uh, they're non, um, uh, like non African American, basically, or non other pe- uh, uh, diversity things. And, um, you know, for 1957, when the Detroit Lions were the best team in the NFL in that year, when they had 12 teams, when they played on natural grass all the time, uh, you know, Jerry Jones recently basically thought his stadium's grass. Turf was okay, and and nobody could should complain about that or anything else that Jerry Jones has had in the past complained about the knee and everything with uh, Colin Kaepernick. That's the issue with him. That's what LeBron James made the comment about in the 1957 with the segregation in Arkansas in about the the board Brown versus Board of Education case afterwards from 1954. That basically th- these things happen and. Uh, the NFL players have no say against Jerry Jones. He's the most powerful person next to Robert Kraft, and, that, and that, that's what people are complaining about. And, yeah. and that's why that, that picture it demonstrates how his discrimination against okay. African Americans in, in the head coaching division, things yeah. like that. That's okay. what people are complaining. What? What's wrong? No, no, there's there's nothing wrong. I'm just uh, trying to to I was agreeing with you, and then I was just trying to to help come to the culmination of your point. That's it. Okay. So I, I, that's why people are complaining. The NF, you know, like people, I'm hearing comments about Sean Payton. No diversity what? there. Okay. That's what I've been hearing recently. There's no African-American head coaches are coming up. That's what the issue. And they're okay. not following the Rooney rule. That's the other issue that well, Jerry Jones doesn't follow. Well, the, yes, the, the Rooney rule is, is flawed in, in many aspects. And thank you, Rick, for calling from uh, Toronto. Yeah, we, we took a trip down many lanes in that regard. So I will say thank you, Rick, for calling from Toronto. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I'm going to take more of your calls on the other side. I want you to hear from the man who helped win the football game tonight. His name is Josh Allen. And then after the game, he saw Jay-Z. I guess Jay-Z, he was in Brooklyn last night. He was up in New England. I guess Jay-Z is just back home in the Northeast doing a, a little bit of a sports tour, probably making some money 
along the way. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. We'll hear from Josh Allen on the other side of the break. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I love hearing you every day. I get off work and on the way home. I love hearing you. I'm glad you live in the great state that we live in. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. I'm in Georgia. I was at Emory University today. Shout out to everybody at Emory. As we talked about of inclusive health, inclusive sports, just having a good old time. Thank you to Special Olympics. Thank you to Experian for making the media for the movement tour a realistic possibility. Next week, what's up, Seattle? What's up, Washington? I'll be at the University of Washington next week. So looking forward to heading out to the Pacific Northwest. Maybe I'll run into Pete Cow. Maybe he'll have some... Uh, some positive words for everyone as well. Have gum. Does he chew gum? He just chews it incessantly, right? Exactly. Do we know what type of gum he chews? Uh, probably uh, juicy because that guy never runs out of energy or motivation. Maybe he's chewing more than gum. <laughs> he's old in Belichick. People, people forget that. What, by what, three years? Two by, years? by a year, but who's counting? Yeah. And he's, he's more jovial. I didn't think he'd outlast every single player of that Legion of Boom and Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin and company, by the way. Well, he basically runs the joint. Yeah. Especially with the the, the team, and I don't want to call it flux. Uh, Paul Allen has now been gone for, for several years now, and it's uh, I believe it's his sister who's managing the team. We have no idea whether – between them and the Blazers, it's the two squads that uh, Paul Allen owned. We have we have no idea what's going to happen. So I think he's he's kind of just there as long as he he wants to be. At least he's more jovial. Uh, Bill Belichick after the loss tonight. I'm not going to play the whole clip here because he's just he's miserable. But take a listen to Bill Belichick. Uh, all right, not, not really too much to say here. Um, okay, we know. Obviously, just couldn't do enough tonight. Um, yeah, we saw. Can't give Buffalo credit. They're good. Good football team. Um, <laughs> yep, yep, they are. But we just, we just couldn't do enough. Yep, twenty minutes. So, you only had the ball. Had some opportunities, but just. Uh, okay, stop. No more. No more. When Bill Belichick hits you with the lip smack, yep, that's about all. There's what else is there to do? Someone who actually was uh was thrilled with the results tonight of Thursday Night Football would be the winning quarterback. Uh, Josh Allen, who threw for two touchdowns, threw him in the second quarter, and then I guess he could just kind of chill and relax the rest of the game. You you get my point here. Uh, He spoke to the media after the game, and the man who is uh, leading a team, trying to go to the Super Bowl, finally, he was on Amazon Prime, and he talked about his focus. You know, obviously McDermott, what he preaches to us in our locker room is playoff caliber, and making the playoffs is our number one goal. So it's whatever I can do to help our team win football games, and that's being smart with the football, you know, making plays when they're there, um, 
ultimately like our mindset now going forward is in and every drive with a kick whether it's a PAT field goal or punt um, so that's that's really all I'm trying to focus on and again when the plays are there let's let's be smart but not conservative okay he could have just said our goal is to not turn the ball over he hasn't done that yeah but I'm saying when you're when you're I was with him he's like yeah we the goal of every possession is to end it with a with a kick point after and a, you know field goal and he threw in punt at the end and it's just like Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Punt as the last option. You don't want to turn a ball over, but kind of sapped the life out of everything else that he said. Uh, he also answered a question about his elbow in the press conference, and he's like, well, yeah, folks, my he threw the ball 33 times tonight. He completed 22 of those passes, and you wouldn't think that there was an issue with his arm. This is what he said. I think every day it gets, it gets better, and uh, again, it's something that, I don't think about when I'm out in the field, and um, I think that's the most important thing. And but again, continue to to be in the training room and, and working with the guys, and uh, you know, shout out our guys in in our training room, guys and gals there, because we, I, I think we've got the best group in that training room. They work so hard, they work so many hours. Um, you know, I can't tell them how much I appreciate them enough, and I think our team would uh, say the same thing. Ah, well, they're better than the doctor who gave Tyrod Taylor his shot, and so. I guess they are good. And they're better than it, the Dolphins doctors. Oh, yeah. Well, just let Tua play with his brain leaking out of his ear. I right. Mean, it's nuts. 855-212-4CBS. John is calling from Sacramento. What's up, John? Hey, man. How you doing? I'm excellent. Good, good, good. Hey, you know, a uh, couple things. First of all, I'm going to try to get through this whole thing without cussing in the five minutes or coughing. Well, 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 John, I don't, I don't need you to try not to cuss. I need you not to cuss, otherwise you'll be okay. gone. Okay. And no. And also, coughing. not five, not five minutes. How about one minute or less? How about the whole time I won't cuss? Is that good? No, not you cussing. The amount of time of of where you can speak. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, so. So to keep it relevant, I want to say that on the commercial, I heard Deshaun Watson say, oh, I'm so looking forward to get back to my team. Has he even been with his team? Yes. He, throughout, okay. the past, throughout the past month, he has slowly been integrated back to the team from being allowed back at the facility to practicing. And on Sunday, he'll be playing his first game. Yes. I'm looking forward to it. All the hype with him, I'm looking forward to that. And okay. – uh uh, so, so with Jerry Jones, you know, I'm not exactly familiar with the comments and all that, but you know, if I could just tell you what I think about Jerry Jones, first of all, yes, I am a Niner fan. I am from Sacramento. To me, it's like Jerry Jones is the most successful owner that has ever been the worst owner ever. You know, it's like he always does stupid stuff, but he has a lot of victories and different things. And you were talking to a guest earlier about how. It seems like it doesn't really matter what he says. With the media, the media will never get him. The media will never shut him down. Nobody will shut him down because he's crazy. He does what he wants. He's rich, and he's nuts. And, uh, you know, he's always a constant source of comedy. It doesn't even matter if it's during the season. I just love watching him because he makes me laugh. Yeah, and I'm he's, hoping... he's a parody, right. correct. Yes, he is. And and to tell you the truth, I was just trying to come up with something relevant to what you were talking about so that hopefully I could throw this in real quick, unrelevant to what you're talking about. Huge Niner fan, totally stoked about 
Christian McCaffrey and how that's coming together. You should. I want to, I, you know, I really hope and, and, you know, I'm striving. I'm hoping for the first seed. I'm wondering with the wow. Eagles and as much as I hate the Cowboys. Okay. I credit, well, 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 John, I'll put it, I'll put it to you this way. I am extremely high on the Niners. I don't think they necessarily need to to wait for everybody else to fall off the the top, that being the Vikings and or the Eagles. Nobody wants to see the 49ers, and I think they're just hitting their stride. So I think they'll be okay either way, okay? Can we go deep? Do you think we have – Oh, my God. Yes, I do. I do. I do, John. Thank you, brother. Thanks for taking my call, man. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for calling from Sacramento. 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to take more of your calls before we roll out. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Hi, JR. Pleasure to speak to you. Uh, you know, I just recently discovered your show a few weeks ago, and, and just got to tell you that you've got a very uh, easy listening style. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. It's been a busy night, it's been a busy week. It's just been crazy crazy all over the place Antonio Brown and Jerry Jones LeBron situation Anto- did I say Antonio Brown Shep probably did already first thing right yes sir he even has me crazy it's just been wild I mean even we sat here yesterday Kyrie's looking normal right now who's looking normal Kyrie's Kyrie? looking normal these days give it a couple of weeks fair enough Last night, the even even this isn't normal. We had Patrick Peterson, one of the best corners, safeties, uh, switching positions now, obviously getting older, over the past 10 years. He, I, I want to say he threw Kyler Murray under the bus, but he publicly went at him, right, on his own podcast, on his own show. Kyler Murray responded to him and, and – you know, kind of disparaged him as a fake leader and mentor, supposed to be a big brother. A matter of fact, this is what Patrick Peterson had to say last night on the All Things Covered podcast with his cousin, Brian McFadden. The first voice you hear is Brian McFadden. They're talking about Kyler Murray. And then Patrick Peterson drops the bomb. Kyler Murray is talking about, and, and I don't like how he's doing that. I think he should keep some things privately but it tells me he doesn't care about the head coach his head coach and he's putting everything on the head coach basically saying Kyler Murray don't care about nobody but Kyler Murray <laughs> that's just a matter of the fact yeah that's we didn't get that full explanation I told you what Kyler Murray's response was and so Patrick Peterson he didn't respond to Kyler Murray online on Twitter he said he tried to reach him via text he hasn't heard back and this is what Patrick Peterson had to tell the media earlier on Thursday. 
I don't have any beef with Kyler Murray because they was like, oh, Patrick blatantly disrespected Kyler. I didn't do that. You know, what I meant by my comment was when you're a franchise quarterback, you have to carry yourself a certain way. So if you're having bad body language, pouting, moping on the sideline, what type of energy do you think that, that feeds off to your teammates? That's what I meant about Kyler cares. He's caring about himself because he's not putting the team first. You know, when you make a bad throw, you're coming off the side, you're coming off to the sideline, you're dropping your shoulders. How do you think the defense feel? If, 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 if our starting quarterback don't have any energy, no fire, that we can win this game, how can we? So that's what I meant about, about Kyler caring about Kyler. I didn't mean that in no disrespect, any fashion or form. And I might not be his mentor, but these are the things, tips that I think that it can help him be, you know, a better football player in the long run. You know, so it is what it is at the end of the day. Okay. I'm trying to think. Was his first that Kyler only care? I don't think it was disrespectful. I just think it it's it's not typically any you don't hear teammates criticize team you don't hear anybody criticize anybody because you never know who you're going to work with obviously Patrick Peterson he's not going to go backwards to the Arizona Cardinals he's not going to be playing with Kyler Murray and if he should or if he is you know them things will get get mended up I mean if I think about baseball we have a Garrett Cole who's been called out by a lot of guys as being a cheater due to his spin rates Josh Donaldson was one of the first people who called him out, and they were teammates, and they, they got over it. But in the NFL and NBA, you don't, you don't hear guys criticize other dudes like that. So disrespectful, maybe not, but it, it wasn't necessarily the norm. And his explanation, I don't think it did Kyler Murray any additional favors today. If I'm Kyler Murray, I'm not necessarily picking up the phone either. It's like, oh, you, 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 now you're really piling on, talking about my body language. And, yeah, sure, these are things that we all see and know. Patrick Peterson isn't saying anything that's, that's inaccurate. I understand it. He just went somewhere most people generally don't go. 855-212-4CBS. Paul is calling from Rhode Island. You're on the JR Sport Re Show. What's up, Paul? Thank you, JR. How you doing, Commander? I'm very well. Uh, How the are reason you? I'm calling you, because, and not the local guys, they're still on, it's because we got a little dilemma in our division. For the 20 AFC years. East. Okay. Yes. For 20 years, we got recognized as the host nation of that division. Now that we got a little competition and we have coaches that were here before that we're not even paying for them. Patricia Judge, okay. It's like, why are we so selfish? You're not out of it yet. You might even get a a wild card team, okay? But it's insane how everything is about Mac Jones and a guy that played two games against my second team, the Lions, and another team. He won two games. This kid took you to the playoffs last year, okay, 
with the same co- same coaches. The only okay. difference was we wanted Cam Newton to swallow his pride and hold a clipboard. We okay, probably would have gone further. Help me out. What's your point? You want Cam Newton back? I'll take him back if he swallows his pride. He's why a do you want quarterback all his life? You, why do you want Cam Newton as your quarterback? What, what do you expect to be different? I want Cam Newton <laughs> to execute the red zone. That's oh. what he was good at. Ah, okay. But because we never right. knew, we never taught. We spent two hundred fifty million dollars, and these five brothers are not even doing their job. Okay. But the thing is, I I like Cam Newton. But he didn't want to swallow his pride. Well, I don't think it he was so money, much. Of, he made a lot of money in the NFL. Well, Sorry, well, Jr. No, I no, cut you off. No, no, no. It's okay because I'm going to cut you off momentarily. You know that Cam Newton didn't cut himself. You know that, right? Yes, sir. Okay, that's it. Just, just making sure that he knew that. I don't think Cam Newton voluntarily said, "All right, guys, I'm going home." If anything, Bill Belichick was was always very complimentary of Cam Newton in the building, but they did what we all knew would happen. Mac Jones is not going to move forward with Cam Newton behind him because everyone will focus. It becomes a distraction. Everybody's looking at Cam. Cam is also now done in the NFL. I, I do not see a space, time, or scenario where he comes back, and I think that goes without saying right now. You don't hear anything about Cam Newton. I don't hear about his workout videos. I don't hear about his blogs. Uh, The last time I feel we had a conversation about Cam Newton, he was having a conversation about, you know, a a woman's role or what he prefers in a woman. And I don't know if that did him any favors. Iman is calling from Maryland. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how's it going, JR? Very well, man. What's up? Um, I just wanted to touch on the Ravens a little bit and a narrative that I feel like isn't being touched on quite as much as it should be. Um, I know Lamar has the limelight right now, and everybody's looking at Lamar over contract negotiations and everything, but what I have noticed as a Ravens fan this season is the defense. I know the Ravens' defense is supposed to be the culture. Mike McDonald came in, started a, a new thing here, but... They have repeatedly let us down, and nobody is talking about it this week just because of how awful Greg Roman is. I, I Don't get me started on Greg Roman. I mean, I, I don't have enough time to talk about that today, but Miami, we were up, we were up 35-14 against Miami in the, the fourth. We were up 20-3 yes, closing against New York Giants. Sorry. We can go down the list of clo- closing leads. Yes, what's your ultimate point with the defense? Uh, is that it? I mean, the ultimate point is basically we got Roquan. He expected to, you know, burst onto the scene with this defense coming together. And I feel like four times there have just been crazy, you know, just disastrous game endings. And no one is talking about it this week because of how awful the offense is. But really, we should be looking at uh, the defense. I don't, oh, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think so. That's. That's easy to say. I don't. I don't know what you see. I, I'll put it to you this, uh, Iman. I don't know what the hell people listen to when 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 people call up and make statements like that. 
when they go, nobody is talking about this. I don't care what the topic could be. It could be about the Sacramento Kings or the Ravens. Like, I don't know. I don't know what everyone listens to. I can tell you what I hear, and I think I do a good job listening locally all over the country, kind of tuning into what people say nationally. And I think most people know this. The Ravens have blown a lot of games. They haven't closed out games. Last year, Harbaugh was very aggressive in trying to close out games, and it cost him. This year, yeah, there have been plenty of instances where it's not so much about Lamar Jackson, but it's been about the defense. And that's that's something that I have heard. So I don't know if I would necessarily agree with you that people aren't talking about it. I think it's obvious, and they've gone through pains oh, to, yeah. to go at they, they, and I, I'm sorry, Iman, I got to get ready to go. They, they've gone through pains here to bring in dudes who you're talking about. Bringing in a Roquan Smith from the Chicago Bears, signing a JPP to come in. Okay, he may not be at his peak from what he was. They've had injuries here at points throughout the course of the season with their defensive backs. And so, yeah, the Ravens are, are falling apart. They're trying to hold on to the AFC North while the Cincinnati Bengals are charging, and they have to get their act together. It looks like it's going to be the same old Ravens result we get every season. It sucks. It's the JR Sport Reef Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Shep, thank you for an amazing night, man. You, Chair. Thank you for a great week as always, too. No doubt about it. Listen, folks, I'll be back with you. I'm here every weeknight. Not tomorrow, though. I'll be back. Monday, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. Hey, Shep, you going to hold it down? You know it, man. My main man, Dave Shep. Shep, where can people follow you? At the Good Shepherd underscore JR. No doubt. Shep will be here with you tomorrow, 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific. I wish you well. The JR Sport Re Show here on CBS Sports Radio. It is a wrap. But don't move. Amy Lawrence, she's coming up next. <laughs> 